Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe. I'm Megan. I'm Serena. This week, we're going to have a general discussion on the first book and movie and about the podcast. And we'll also have a guest joining us in the second half. So Cruz will join us to tell us his Potter story. And he is going to quiz our knowledge of the first book. What were your guys' thoughts on the, the first book as like an introduction to the series? I feel like there's always something about the first book and the first movie that it's just always so good. Like the even nostalgia. That, yeah, like even when the later ones are better, there's still something about the first one. Yeah, I find like I'm thinking movies wise and like the, just the first movie was done really, really well. Like they didn't leave a lot of detail out. They pretty much followed the book exactly, which is what you want to see when you're reading a series that has then been turned into a movie, which is why when I see movies come out and they're like, was well, it based on this book? I'm like, oh, I have to read the book before I see the movie. I like this book as an introduction. It can actually stand alone as a book on its own, but it also can continue into a series, which is great. Movie one and movie two were the closest to the books out of anything in the series. And I guess because later in the series, the books just get longer and longer and longer. But as we saw with movie seven, they could have been broken up into more than one part to kind of not have to leave out so many details. See, when it's something like that, I know... The first, like, three books you probably couldn't have, but instead of making it a movie adaptation when there's so much detail like that, turn it into a TV series. It gives you more options. You've got seven seasons. Each book is a season, and it allows you to keep more detail in there. I think it would have been an excellent TV show. I would have yeah, watched absolutely. it for sure. And it just gives you something to keep looking forward to. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, well, I guess the movies are the same, but I think it would have been a much more consistent Hmm. something to look forward to if it was a tv series they could have done more than seven seasons really right like they kind of yeah exactly yeah they could have done those like flashback episodes yeah oh that's true yeah 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 Yeah, i feel like the first one too was just a good um setup for the whole series like i feel like some books there's so much information in the first one that it's overwhelming but it did a good job of kind of introducing everything that you need to know and it's such a big world like there's so much world building but it still does a good job of like subtly putting that information in i'm trying to think if there were details left out we know peeves was left out of the movies which megan you didn't mind right <laughs> no, i don't care <laughs> <laughs> I just wish they would have added him in because like he makes an appearance throughout the entire book series mm-hmm. and especially in book five like there's some really good parts with Peeves so I think it would have it would have played out well if they would have added that into the movie like there's a lot of comical parts that he's in but was there anybody or anything else that was left out of the movie I think the only like scene or chapter that was left out was the midnight duel I think that's the only actual like part that happens that wasn't in the movie did they replace it with another scene or they just omitted it completely i can't remember i think it's just left out completely 
I'm trying to remember. I just watched the movie the other day. I'm trying to remember how they ended up in the room with Fluffy in the movie. They're still running away from someone. What were they doing? Because in the book, it's the Midnight Duel and then they run away. And And that's why they were out. But what is it in the movie? I just watched it. I know I watched it two weeks ago and I can't remember what they were doing. Do you know what's so funny? I mean, I'm sure you guys are the same. I've read these books so much and watched the movies so much. But when we sit down to do the podcast, like there's details that just escape me. And I'm like, I should know this because I'm thinking now and I don't remember why they were out of the common room. They were sneaking out to do something because she does do the Petrificus Totalis on Neville Neville in the movie and they leave. Oh, no, that's when they're going to the trap door. And the tower isn't in it. They don't haul the dragon, Norbert. They don't haul him up to the tower. True. So how do they ship him off in the movie? I don't recall. They see them. um, They're going down to like Hagrid's hut and there are people taking him away. I think Hagrid says something about how he sent him off. No, because Malfoy he... sees the dragon in the yeah. window of Hagrid's hut. And then I assume that he tells someone that uh, Hagrid has this dragon. And then in a couple scenes, we see him like being taken away in a cage or something like that. Like the kids aren't the ones that use the invisibility cloak to take him up to the tallest tower. It's funny. This is just completely escaping me. Even when uh, Ron gets bitten and has to go to the hospital wing, that part is left out as well. So what was it in the movie? Was Ron in the forest with them for detention? Yeah. Yeah, he replaces Neville. Neville is supposed to be in detention, but it's not. And Ron and Hermione go with Hagrid, and then Draco and Harry go with Fang in the movie. That's right. That's right. Okay, so I mean, there's a few differences, but basically it's... It's pretty much the same. It's pretty spot on. Yeah, like I said, book one, book two, is they did pretty good with the movies. What do and you... like when you're thinking about it, some of the stuff that they left out was probably because the logistics of filming it weren't in the budget. Like if yeah. you, you think of what it would take to film that scene, like that probably would have been a lot. The parts with Peeves, they did record them, but mm. I think they didn't like the way it came out or something. And that's why they didn't use them. And you know, I just heard the other day, which is horrible. I can't remember his name. The one they got to play Peeves. He showed up to the premiere with his family not knowing that his scenes were cut. Can you imagine? That's so sad. That's horrible. His kids were like so excited and they didn't even tell him that his scenes got cut out of the movie. I feel like they do that a lot with actors though. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the actors don't know what the final cut of the movie looks like. And apparently the only person who knew how the book was going to end was Alan Rickman. J.K. Rowling. Why did he know? He's the only one that she told how things were going to play out. It's his motivation for the whole thing, really. He had to really get into character, you know? (laughs) Speaking of Alan Rickman, casting. I know I saw half of movie three before I read the book. So I had an idea of how some of the characters, like the movie just put those characters in my head already. Serena, did did you see a movie before you read books? Yeah, I definitely saw, I think, at least the first three before I read the books. I'm trying to remember because I keep getting these weird flashes of, (laughs) I was rewatching the movies and I was, I had this memory of me in my blue wagon watching Chamber of Secrets on VHS at King's Home. Well, I guess because you, you and Cruz were younger Yeah, when they came out, because I know I had, when I was introduced to Harry Potter, I was in bed watching TV and I caught half of Prisoner. But once I saw that and found out it was a book series, I went and got the books and read up to that point. So I saw 
few of the characters. Now, Meg, did you read first or did you see the movies first? No, I saw the movies first. So the characters have always been the characters that I saw on screen. I never pictured them any different. See, I don't think I saw Hagrid before I read Hagrid and reading him and then seeing him was identical. Like Mm -hmm. it's exactly what I had pictured in my head. The trio I had already seen. And even though I know Ron was supposed to be taller because he was supposed to be, I think, the tallest out of the brothers, which he's not in the movies, but I mean, that didn't really bother me. Hermione had already seen and Harry, but I think Harry, I would have pictured exactly as he is regardless Dumbledore I think they did amazing job casting Dumbledore regardless whether I saw him first or not for both you like both the Dumbledores though or do you wish it was the original one I really liked the original one he had I don't know okay I like both of them the first one I found had that more gentle whimsical air about him Mm -hmm. whereas the second one has the energy that Dumbledore's supposed to have because he's supposed to be an old man but with like a lot of energy and spunk to him But Richard Harris, and I guess because he was the original, I don't know. I do like both of them. I think it's just that scene in Goblet of Fire that really (laughs) sets everybody off. Yeah, like he was very aggressive where he shouldn't have been. (laughs) I know exactly the one you're talking about. Everybody knows the scene. (laughs) Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? (laughs) That was good, Meg. (laughs) I was watching it with Jay and he was like, why is he yelling at him? And I was like, yes. that's not what he was supposed to do. He was, it says <laughs> calmly. Yeah. I mean, apart from that scene, I did like him. I did like him. Um, I find myself thinking of the first Dumbledore and how he would have progressed in the later movies. And I feel like he wouldn't have had the same, I don't know, even know how the to energy, it, the but, same energy. Yeah. Cause he gets, you know, a lot more active. I feel like in the later movies, like the scene in the Half Blood Prince when they go to get the Horcrux. Yeah, this from is the what middle I'm... of the lake. I feel like he would look so frail in there. Yeah, this is what that's what I'm saying about Michael Gamden. Like he has that more spunky, fiery energy that yeah. Dumbledore's supposed to have. But the gentleness, I like Richard Harris. And that was when I was watching them with J2, he was like, Dumbledore looks different. And I was like, yeah, it's a different person. He was like, why would they change him? I'm so upset. And I'm like, well, he died. They didn't he have died. a choice. <laughs> you're like, bro, I understand you're upset, but there's nothing they could do. Like, I understand, but it wasn't really an option. And usually I really, I hate when a character is changed mid-series. Yeah. But honestly, I didn't even mind that transition. Can no, we talk seamless. about how they changed crab or goyle halfway Uh, through and they made him black well that no they didn't make him black that was a completely different character that's okay zambini that's a whole different character but But there is that one no they didn't they don't say anything but even in one of the movies there's that one really odd looking guy that's there instead of i think instead of goyle i'm not 100 sure do you know which one i'm talking about yeah i think you know when they're throwing snowballs when they go to the the shrieking shack and yeah. Harry, no, so that's the if Harry, in the prisoner, yeah, one of them isn't there. There's that odd looking toothy guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I don't know if he's supposed to be a replacement or if he is supposed to be a completely different character. But that's because the the character, I think it was 
I always forget if it's crab or goyle. Maybe crab. He was arrested for something. So he could oh. say, I was like, didn't he go to jail or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that why he wasn't awesome. there. But I know, I know that Blaze Ambini, he's not a replacement. He was just, okay. he's actually I, a character. Okay. Yeah. I thought that he was just, they brought him in and he was crab. And I was no. like, <laughs> no. how did they think we were not going to notice? <laughs> no. He has a bigger part in Half Blood Prince. Prince. Yeah. Does so he actually you'll see get introduced in the books before Half Blood Prince? blaze yeah well we hear from him i'm pretty sure we hear from him right at sorting oh yeah we do. i think they mentioned him right. during sorting like yeah. in the very first book mm-hmm. i'm pretty oh, sure blaze the is last mentioned. one yeah i can look while we're we're talking but i'm pretty sure yeah he is the last one because he's See? zed are there any other characters that you guys did didn't like would have cast somebody else me it's more later books there's some characters that i'm like yeah i wouldn't have cast them yeah, I mean, just for the first one, I think that that was it. We did mention how the Dursleys were supposed to be blonde, but it didn't really bother me that they weren't. Yeah, that didn't bother me either. And I don't think I saw the Dursleys previous to reading the books. Yeah, I thought they were cast, especially Petunia, apart mm-hmm. from the blonde hair. Like she does have that horsey, long neck look to her. I'm just trying to think who else. Neville was good. Dean Thomas and Seamus. Yeah, there was nobody really in this book that I didn't like the casting of, I don't think. This is really random, but I noticed in the movies that Parvati and Padma are both in Gryffindor. Yeah, they're supposed to be in separate houses. Yeah. Parvati's supposed to be in Gryffindor and Padma's supposed to be in Ravenclaw. Yeah, I was like, why are you in this common room? Sorry. Um, here. Yeah, it says, well done, Ron. Excellent, said Percy Weasley, pompously across Harry as Zambini Blaze was made a Slytherin. So he's wow. mentioned right from book one. Okay. There's a few, even uh, Susan Bones is mentioned, mm-hmm. and you'll hear about her later on. And Hannah Abbott, who Neville actually ends up marrying. Oh. Yeah, he marries her and they take, well, he's a professor and she runs, I think, the Leaky Cauldron, if I'm not mistaken. One of those pubs she takes over anyway. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about book-wise, movie-wise, specific to book one? I don't think so, no. No? Now let's have a little chat about our experience and our thoughts on doing podcast. Have you guys been enjoying it? (laughs) I look forward to it, honestly. I look so forward when I know it's recording day and it takes me forever to do notes. And Paul's always saying, are you still doing notes for your podcast? I'm like, I am. This is serious business. (laughs) And I really want to thank you guys for like agreeing to do it because you know how many times before we actually started, I was, okay, I can't do this. Like, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I almost backed out so many times. Like, I'm just going to message them and tell them I can't, I just can't do it. Like I, it, I was in my head so much, but like I said, it brings me so much joy. I don't care if nobody what? listens to us. I get so much joy out of it. Because I don't really have anybody else to talk Harry Potter about. And it's a huge part of my life. So I'm talking about it a lot. And then I listen to other podcasts and I'm like, some things I agree with, some things I don't. And I want to put my two cents worth in, but nobody hears me. (laughs) These are my thoughts. I totally get it. That's how I feel feel when I talk about Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say, I feel like we talk about Harry Potter so much anyways, we may as well put it on air. I'll be at work and I'm like, guys, look at this text my mom sends me. This is what my mom's sending me. Random text about Harry Potter. Like I said, 20, like it's in my head all the time. Like my office, I have like my Harry Potter things. And I even sneak in like little Easter eggs around the house to Harry Potter, because as we said, the other Gryffindor is not a Harry Potter fan. So if he knows they're related to Harry Potter, he'd have an issue with them. But 
he doesn't know. Like my little bar, I have my sign about it's mimosa, not mimosa. He doesn't know what that's from. He just thinks it's a cute little sign. It brings me joy. Exactly. That's what matters. <laughs> now, do you guys have a favorite episode that we did? Is there anything that comes to mind? Um, I honestly, I almost said it hasn't been released yet, but by the time they're listening to this, it will have been. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the one where we talked about if wizards can get like muggle illnesses. And, oh, yeah, like, yeah. The hospital. I like when we just kind of go off randomly and talk about things we're not really talking about. <laughs> My favorite episode was the sorting episode when we talked mm-hmm. about like the backgrounds of the um, the founders and the school and like finding out those little tidbits of information and then like how I know just about us and our houses and when we read our little uh, you know the the percentage quiz in that yeah I enjoyed that and just to see like how much of our house characteristics we actually have I don't know I just find it so neat I I trip over my words because I have so much to say and so much excitement <laughs> That my brain, I think, works faster than my mouth. I don't know if I have a favorite. Maybe the one where we talked about Snape. Oh, of course. (laughs) When I badgered Snape the whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) I think without Snape, it wouldn't have been the same. I love the character. I just, like I said, I have a problem with his ethics. That's fair. You guys want to add anything? making you look so confused i'm trying to think well i also want listeners like to give us feedback what do you like what don't you like we genuinely want to hear your thoughts good or bad as long as it's constructive criticism you know it gives us an idea of what we can approve on what you'd like to hear and i can't express enough how much ratings would mean to us if you could please do that so if we don't have anything else Instead of our would you rather this week, we're going to have Cruz come in and give us his Potter background and he's going to give us our quiz. So everyone, Cruz is here to join us. Cruz, we're going to get a little bit about your Potter background. Firstly, have you, you've read all the books or no? No, I've only read the first three. But you've seen all the movies. That is correct. What are your first memories of Harry Potter, of how you got into it? So I mean, my family just watched all the movies as a child. Uh, the movies weren't finished coming out at the time, so we just got to watch them all in theaters on release. And then, uh, yes. We're his family, by the way. <laughs> that would be us. Shocker. Okay, and your Hogwarts house? Ravenclaw. Your wand and Patronus were supposed to be a surprise, but I kind of guessed them, but nobody else knows. So what is your wand? Wand is a cherry wood with a unicorn hair core. Is it unicorn hair or unicorn? Hair, hair. Oh, it was a hair. Your Patronus is a dragon as if he got a dragon of course he did isn't that amazing That's i'm like so jealous be, right okay so you haven't read all the books okay first of all how many books have you read three. Oh, you're like megan you and megan are twinsies <laughs> yeah. which was your favorite out of the three the third one and your favorite movie out of them all uh goblet of fire do you have a favorite character or characters um let's see who do we like from harry potter Luna, Lupin, uh, Harry. I think, I think we'll go with those three. I noticed you like the calmer, laid back sure, characters. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It suits his, his personality. His personality, though. right? Okay, so Cruz, you have a quiz for us. I do, I do. Okay, and there are how many questions? 15. Okay, so what we're going to do is you ask us a question. We're going to write down our answers. We will reveal our answers, and then you will let us know if we are correct or not sounds good okay floor is yours all right so uh we're gonna start off a little bit easy 
but it gets a little bit trickier as you go because I mean your Harry Potter podcast can okay. be can be like it. So uh, question <laughs> one, what is the name of Hagrid's three-headed dog? I think we all have this one, right? Hopefully. <laughs> Serena, answer. Fluffy. Megan. Fluffy. Fluffy. Oh, mine's backwards. Fluffy. <laughs> Correct answer is indeed Fluffy. All right. Question two. To whom does the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone originally belong to? We all locked in? Yep. Nicholas Flamel? Nicholas Flamel. Correct answer is Nicholas Flamel. Question three. What position does Harry Potter play in Quidditch? Seeker. Seeker. The answer is Seeker. Question four. What does Voldemort drink in the Forbidden Forest in order to sustain himself? Is that? Yeah. Unicorn, Unicorn blood. blood. Unicorn blood is the correct answer. Question number five. To whom does the invisibility cloak originally belong to? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I need clarification. Like originally okay. from the who, beginning. Who gave the invisibility cloak to Harry? Who was it a gift from? Not the guy that handed it to him, but who owned it before him? Are we set? Yeah. Mm-hmm. James Potter, James his Potter. father. James Potter is the correct answer. Question six. During one of Harry's Quidditch matches, who is the person that placed a curse on him? You guys good? Yeah. Professor Quirrell. I have Quirrell slash Voldemort. Okay, that's fair. I put Quirrell. Professor Quirrell is the answer we were looking for. Question seven. During the beginning of the book, how many presents did the Dursleys originally purchase for Dudley? Is that including? Not including the extra one they bought him, the original amount. I still have a question. Okay, I'm going to write something. (laughs) Serena? 36. 36. Okay, I wrote 36 from his parents plus one from Aunt Marge is 37. 36 is what we were going for. Okay. Okay. I just want to cover all my bases. Nice, nice. (laughs) Question eight. How old is Harry when he first finds out that he is in fact a wizard? Are we good? 11. 11. 11 is the correct answer. Question nine. What is Hagrid's official title at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry? (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna get it wrong because i can't remember all of it we'll let you go first it's like gamekeeper something right close but not quite what's the keeper of keys and grounds keeper of keys and grounds that is the correct answer question number 10 at the beginning of the book what type of animal tale does hagrid give to dudley we had an extensive discussion about this <laughs> yeah pig 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 is the correct answer. Question number 11. What is the name of the goblin who takes Harry to his vault in Gringotts Bank? I don't know, man. (laughs) Griphook. Griphook is the correct answer. Question number 12. What is Harry Potter's wand made out of? You want wood and core? Wood and core. You guys got it? Nope, because I don't know it. I don't remember the wood. My brain is blank on types of trees right now. So yeah, I don't remember the wood. Is that like a half point? Yeah, for sure, for Phoenix sure. Feather. Half a point for core. Half a point for Phoenix okay. Feather Core. So Serena, you got a half. <laughs> Megan, do you know? No. Oh, it's Hollywood and Phoenix Feather Core. Hollywood and Phoenix <laughs> Feather is correct. Question the 13. On the night of what holiday does the troll enter Hogwarts Castle? Good. Yeah. Halloween. 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 Halloween is the correct answer. Question number 14. On which floor of Hogwarts is the out-of-bounds corridor? 
Third the floor. Third floor. <laughs> third floor corridor is correct. And final question, number 15. Actually, double points for this one. Question 15. What is nearly headless Nick's real name? Megan, we're going to go with you first. Yeah, good, because all I know is Sir Nicholas. <laughs> Serena? Um, Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington. Sir Nicholas de Mimsy Porpington, <laughs> it would be correct. So, so you won. Megan, and I won by half a point, because yeah. Serena, you got 14 yeah. and a half. <laughs> Megan, 13. Me, 15. Yay, Gryffindor! (laughs) (laughs) And you're not even Dumbledore handing out the points, Cruz. (laughs) All right, Cruz, it was a pleasure having you on. We hope you make a couple more appearances. You said you want to come on more often when we're doing Goblet of Fire, correct? Sounds good, sounds good. So you guys will hear Cruz's sultry voice again. Megan, they're actually going to have homework next week. Oh, yes, they are. Your homework is to read Chapter 1 of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, The Worst Birthday. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And maybe mention us to all of your Potter friends. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to Podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Podcast. <laughs>